live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. And welcome to the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska for episode four of the uh, Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast show. My name's Glenner. I am your lovely host hanging out with you today. Got a great show for you. Got a foodie roundup. Going to look at some of our listeners and their odd food combinations. We'll play Yes or BS with Mayor Matherly, the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska. We'll talk with uh, our, our great comic, Mike E. Winfield, in our segment, Comics in Quarantine. He's got a new show coming out with Gary Busey. Also, my lovely wife, Maria, checks in talking about showing cleavage at work. <laughs> Plus, we got questions you might want to ask yourself before adopting a pet. An educational film on Cinco de Mayo and some nerd news. We better get this thing going. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek podcast. Well, last week ended with National Adopt-A-Pet Day. I All mine are adopted, so they're all rescues. So before you get a rescue pet, there are several questions you really have to ask yourself. If I die in my house of coronavirus, how long will it be before it eats my face? Does anybody have any big cats they're looking to unload? Can I say the word rescue in a smug voice? Like you would say the word Prius or Whole Foods or I'm a vegan or I only listen to NPR. Will a pet adequately fill the emptiness in my heart or should I have a baby too? Do airlines and restaurants accept emotional support pythons? Will it scare off people I don't want in my house, like my wife or my kids? If I rescue a goat, will all my annoying friends constantly tell me that it was a bad idea? And finally, will it help me get laid? Okay, look, dude, it's just a pet, all right? It's not a miracle worker. Let's chill out. It's just a pet. Back in the cabin, Crapper Creek, Alaska. Generally, you know, every week we love to talk uh, comics in quarantine. Last week we had our buddy Lachlan Patterson. We've had Bob Zaney joining us. And right now, uh, the biggest smile in all comedy, a dude we had uh, here in Alaska with us. Gosh, it's probably been six, seven years. And funny as hell. And we tried to get him up last year, but last minute something fell through. And I think I now know why, as he has a new TV show coming out we'll tell you about right now. It's Mike E. Winfield. Mike, how you doing, man? How you hanging in this? What's going on? You know what? We are out here just figuring it out as we go. And I love that version of how we got to do comedy now. You just got to find other ways to live. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and lucky for you now, you know, so many comics are just, uh, have nothing going on right now. But you've at least got a new show that's coming out, which is very exciting. And we talked about it earlier in the week on the radio show. And it is... <laughs> It stars Gary Busey as the pet judge. It's like a pet version of Judge Judy. And it's a, it's a bit twisted. And you play the bailiff. I play the bailiff. So in Judge Judy, I would be Bird. Right, or right. Night court, uh, night court, I would be Marsha Warfield. Right. So yeah, I'm a bailiff. <laughs> now, <laughs> and I'm in the court just setting things straight. And it's, oh my gosh, man. When you talk about a ridiculous show, I'm talking people <laughs> came in there with real animals and real legit court cases. And I had the green light to exercise my bailiff duty. Holy oh, shit. Man, so Holy shit. Really? Oh my yeah. God. They allowed you to, and, 
So you just get carte blanche to, to, to ad lib through this whole thing? Yes, it was oh, fantastic. For No yes, comic ever gets that on TV. No comic ever gets that green light. <laughs> yeah, I guess I think they want me to abuse power. I well, think I'm that guy where they're just like, just let him go and let's just see what happens. Well, you, you know, and then. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to harness it. Not with Gary Busey sitting on the bench. That alone has got to be entertaining from your end to watch Gary Busey do this. Um, and let's get to it. We got to ask, how is Gary Busey to work with? Let me tell you, there is no one like him. Um, I'm caught a lot of times not doing my own job and just wondering what the hell is he about to do? <laughs> he is as crazy as you think he might be from what you've ever seen. Really? And it's not just in front of the camera. Behind the camera, it matches. It never changes. That's really that's, that's really him. That's really fucking him when he's acting like that. Yeah, and I mean, as a, with a, as a bailiff, I was frightened for myself and everyone <laughs> who knew what was going to happen. Every moment was like, we don't know what to expect. <laughs> hey, you really got him You got him to show box. up. You got him to show up. And I think that was the first step. So now uh, the, the movie, tell us, or the, the series comes out. Tell us what platform it's on and when it, it debuts coming up later this month, does it not? Yeah, so it's coming out on May 25th. It'll be on Amazon Prime. And currently there's six episodes, but I don't know why they stopped there. I mean, people were still writing in to bring in their pet court cases. It just never quit, <laughs> and it, it, it's really an exciting show, and I just look forward to people seeing it, because this is what people need right now. This is oh, the type of exactly. that takes you away from anything else you could imagine, and, you know, I mean, as serious as it is inside of the court, there's some very laughable moments. Now, now with these actual cases, it's, it's much like, uh, you know, like People's Court or Judge Judy. So what he says is final, whether it's fines or having to return a pet or whatever. So they have to ab- abide by his rule. Is that correct? Absolutely. Oh my the, God! The I don't law know. Is in the room. Oh, I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd want to be in front of Gary. Be in the my fate in the hands of Gary Busey. That is just a frightening concept in uh, uh, all in itself. Now. It's going to be very popular with people who like that. Like, um, if you remember, my lovely wife, Maria, loves Judge Judy, loves those shows, all the court shows. So she's going to be all this because she was a fan of yours, too. So, oh, this is going to be great. And uh, when is the date it comes out on? Do you know? So it comes out May 25th. May May 25th. Okay, there you go. Uh, But talking again, Mike E. Winfield, great comic. Where can folks find you online, man? Give us some uh, stuff. Oh. Let me tell you, they should find me on MikeWinfield.com. And what's going on now? I'm throwing comedy shows, live shows on Zoom. So they can get a taste of it by going right to my page, MikeWinfield.com. And it's M-I-K-E-W-I-N-Field. And it's been so much fun to find new lanes of stand-up comedy. Wow. I got professional comedians and myself just performing through the Zoom app, again, giving people an outlet to feel that live energy that's interactive and tell some jokes. So, awesome. you know, it's, it's, been, it's been great. Same with Instagram and all around. You can find everything like that on my website and Mikey Winfield. That's Easy fantastic.
Mike E. Winfield. Catch him. It is um, uh, Pet Judge with Gary Busey and Mike E. Winfield, the bailiff, coming out on the 25th on Amazon. Going to certainly check it out. Dude, so good to talk to you again. And, and when this ends, uh, you're coming back up. We're getting you up. We're, oh, I can't we're wait. We're bringing you home. Bringing you home. to come back up. That's yes, Mike E. Winfield. Great dude. Dude, you, uh, you take care. You be safe. God bless. Love talking to you. Fantastic. Hey, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. All right. Bye, buddy. All right. I think it'd be a good time. I'm getting kind of hungry for a foodie roundup. Shall we do it? Let's go. Looking at some of uh, just some of the popular things people are doing with food during this situation. Why not? We're looking at uh, here. A list came out. Google Trends uh, recipes. Each of you are looking up around the country while you're in quarantine. Looks like the most common thing is hamburgers or hamburger meat. Really? You've got to Google how to make a hamburger? You really shouldn't be allowed around the barbecue grill. You should not. You should just put down the apron. Just fucking step away, dumbass. Really? You can't make a goddamn hamburger? All right. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Bread is a top search in six states. People making bread. Various chicken recipes in five states. Salmon is number one. No, not here in Alaska. Because we already have a thousand recipes. Don't ever ask an Alaskan about Because whatever recipe you have sucks because theirs is better. So don't even open up that can of worms. But uh, salmon was number one in Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, and New Jersey. And if you're wondering, the number one here in Alaska, cinnamon rolls. That's what we were searching recipes for. Along with uh, Idaho, Oregon, and Montana. So it's a northern thing, I guess. So a couple places got crazy and fancy. Vermont, right? They want they wanted to know stuff about pancakes. Utah getting fancy with crepes, and of course Louisiana with crawfish étouffée. And in Washington D.C., their food of choice to look up was margaritas, of course. So there you go. It's foodie roundup. Uh, if that's not enough, some of you people make up your own food combinations. We asked you that on the radio this week, and your choices were absolutely fucking disgusting. Time for more of your weird food combinations. Let's hear them. Make yourself a tuna fish sandwich and get some chocolate sauce and dip it in it and it tastes really good. Dip the tuna fish sandwich in chocolate sauce. Oh, yes. Oh, no. A friend of mine, he was eating bananas and drinking V8 juice. Well, at least it's a healthy combo. Uh, My wife, actually, when she was pregnant... Uh, I would eat the little cheese puff balls and whipped cream. She would spray whipped cream on Cheetos balls. Yep. A pancakes and cream of mushroom soup heated up straight out of the can. Oh, my God. Sounds like a poor man's biscuits and gravy, but it's really good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure it is. Fried Spam and grape jelly. Fried Spam and grape jelly. Yep. Now, do you eat that on a sandwich or just straight up? Straight up. Wow. <laughs> Anything in desperation. Hey, it's actually pretty good. Well, I'm just going to take your word for that. But that, folks, is our Foodie Roundup. Great, now I'm hungry. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Welcome back to the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska. It's Glenner here with you, and so glad to be joined by uh, a childhood friend, yet the mayor of the city of Fairbanks, Alaska, the Golden Heart City. One of the farthest north mayors in America, and he's with us right now, Mr. Jim Matherly. Mayor, how are you? 
Well, it's good to see so much toilet paper in Crapper Creek. I appreciate that. Well, you know, so we, we were hoarding it long before that was a fad. Exactly. <laughs> All right, now yeah, it's doing, funny. Doing well. But every week it's great to have you on and play a little game show because, you know, you are always got this serious role to play. It's nice yeah. to have you on there and play a little game show we call Yes or BS. You ready? You ready for the button? Yeah. Here we go. And now it's time for Yes. 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 All right. There we go. All right. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, let's just do this. Uh, here's how it works. If you didn't know, I've got a series of uh, ridiculous questions. It's either true or false, yes or BS. And we have a different topic each week. And this one, you might, last week you did pretty good. Last time you did pretty good, uh, Mayor. Yep. Uh, this time, a little different. But I think you're going to nail this one, too. You could. Okay. Uh, the subject matter, of course, this week we celebrated besides Cinco de Mayo was uh, May 4th, Star Wars Day. Uh, all right, uh, so here we go. So our topic is Star Wars Day today, or Star Wars okay. in general. Okay. All right, may the force be with you. Here we go. All the Star Wars movies so far have been rated PG. That's that's BS. Wow, look at that. Nailed it, yeah. The first one was rated G, as I recall. No, no, so you, sh- you should just shut the hell up right there. <laughs> no, no. I'm um, trying to be smart. I know, I know, you totally blew it. No, episode three, Revenge of the Sith, was the first one that was PG-13, and all oh, three of the newer ones are also PG-13. So. Okay, all right. All right uh, number two, if, if it existed in real life, the Death Star would be bigger than Earth's moon. Yes or BS? That's a yes. No. <laughs> yes, I love the delay. I love the delay. The Death Star, the Death Star from the first uh, movie would have only been about seventy miles, uh, seventy-five miles across. Second one, they destroyed in Return of the Jedi, slightly bigger, about a hundred miles across. The moon is about twenty-one hundred miles wide. I didn't know it was that big. I had no idea. All Those right, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> In the first movie, Luke's uncle Owen was a moisture farmer. That was his job, a moisture farmer. Oh, he was a farmer, but was it moisture? I say no. Let's BS. Nope. Uh, nope. He farmed moisture. Which Did sound, he really? It sounded a lot dirtier than it actually was. <laughs> uncle Owen was a moisture farmer? Yeah. I, they, they talk about no moisture evaporators and condensers in the first movie because yeah, Luke lived on a farm where they pulled moisture out of the air to make water because there was no water. All right. Uh, the next one. In Return of the Jedi, they never actually say the word Ewok. Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. Um, Somebody had to have said to someone, those are Ewoks. Was it yes or BS? I would say. That is, that's BS. They had to have said it at least once. Nope. Are you kidding me, Glenn? No, no, they are only identified as Ewoks in the credits and the toys afterwards when they rolled out the toys. Never mentioned it. Never mentioned Ewoks. Finally. That's a good one. That's a great one. Here's another one. You're really not doing that well this this week. I'm doing horribly. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Leah (laughs) kissed Luke on the lips twice before she found out he was her brother. Twice. Kissed him on the lips. Well, I, oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm doing horribly anyway. Did she kiss him twice? I would say yes. Yeah. He, yeah. Finally. Second time with serious tongue. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There Are you, you sure go. you didn't kiss an Ewok or something? All right, I think what'd you do? Two, uh, two out of five. You got right. Two out of five yeah, or three out of five. Something. I don't know. Not anyway, good. I thought it was fantastic, and nobody wins a prize anyway. Uh, keep up the good work. I know this is All not right. the easiest of time to be mayor, but you're doing a hell of a job. Keep us in a nice, positive spirit. And hey, each day's getting a little better here. Each day's getting, getting a little. Better. It's getting better, a lot better. Thanks, Mayor. All right, thanks, Glenn. Have a great day. You too, buddy. Stay safe. All right, time for some nerd news, boys and girls. All right, there we go. Uh, This week in science, take a look. Does cooking food kill the coronavirus? An infectious disease expert says yes. It's pretty unlikely it would spread through food anyway, but anything around 140 degrees would kill the virus. Most cooked foods are easily that temperature, so... John Hopkins has a new experimental blood test that can detect cancer before you have any symptoms. Get out. Yep. They tested 10,000 seemingly healthy women, found cancer in 26 of them, including a few types that aren't usually caught until they're spread. This is a huge, this is huge. You can get tested for cancer. Paleontologists have identified the first dinosaur that could swim. It's called the Spinosaurus. All right, now, really? It sounds like something from the Flintstones, the Spinosaurus. It's the best name they could come up with. Found around 100 million years ago. And they were bigger than a T-Rex. The Spinosaurus. <laughs> uh, it's a living... And finally, remember the new the movie War Games? Matthew Broderick. It was like way back in the days when computers, uh, everything was uh, dot matrix. And would you like to play a game? Remember? Ray has to stop a computer program that almost starts a nuclear war. Well, a new study found it's much more likely the roles would be reversed in real life because AI is more cautious than humans when it comes to making snap decisions based on bad information. Are you listening, Donald? Is your nerd news from the farthest North Rock station in the world? It's the Crapper Creek Podcast. I always get these weird surveys sent out here, email to the cabin, uh, weird stories. Another one came up that, uh, ladies, did you know that if you show a little bit of cleavage at work, it can actually benefit you? It's what this, it's a study, a study by women, I might say, not just some dude like, you know, in a dorm. Came up with this little concept. Hey, you know what we should tell women? No, this is, once again, this is, uh, as we've said many times, this is science. But you know, you can't take my word for it. Let's go right to the horse's mouth. Talk to my lovely wife, Maria. Oh, God, don't tell her I just said that she has a horse mouth. That would be horrible. Let's check in, get her take. Maria. Hey, sweetheart. Hi, what's going on, baby? Oh, I was just making sure. Uh, I didn't know if you were, I know you're at work and all, but I was hoping, you know, maybe you're wearing something uh, slightly buttoned down, something, uh, you know, in case you're looking for a raise or so people will take you seriously. (laughs) Okay, what's your point? What are you up to? A new study, University of Wisconsin, says women who show some cleavage at work are viewed as being better bosses and more powerful. 
Oh, that's awesome. I show plenty of cleavage at work. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I you just win. <laughs> I just, with all the guys listening to this station, uh, I think we just uh, increased Arctic Fire and Safety's oh, uh, bottom line by 30%. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. They said they were surprised by the results, but like everything else when it comes to women's sexuality and work, it's uh, it's a minefield to navigate. But they said there's a, a fine line bef- between going overboard. Correct. Correct. Right. And now, if I'm, you know, if I were like a bartender, oh, baby. <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Cinco de Mayo, uh, 5th of May. And that's, of course, a big holiday, more so here than over in Mexico, where they just look at us and shake their heads. So I thought this might be a good educational moment to kind of, I know, educate you on what is Cinco de Mayo. Can we do this? 95.9 presents an X-Rock Morning Show educational moment. Okay. All right, now, here's the thing. Some people mistakenly think it's Mexicans' Independence Day. The rest don't care as long as the bartenders keep re- refilling the margaritas. It's the one day of the year your liver actually says no moss. Cinco de Mayo commemorates the day Cheech met Chong. I think. Next year, you'll probably have to cross a big, beautiful wall to celebrate it. Mike Pence wants to replace it with a day celebrating white people called Cinco de Mayones. It's a way to celebrate Hispanic culture without having to sit through soccer. It's the one time of year where Americans can get to let loose and have a few drinks. One time of the year. Which is nice. By the way, the guy named Fernando in your office doesn't really like your sombrero. He's just trying to not make waves. Another fact, for some crazy coincidence, it always happens to fall on the 5th of May. Oh, once you drink your 10th beer, it's tradition to yell, Go! It's one of about 5 million holidays around the world that commemorate a military victory against the French. Cinco de Mayo, it's racist, but in a harmless way, like Aunt Jemima. And really, 5th of May is an English term, meaning I'm going to dress in offensive stereotypical costumes as an excuse to get drunk. Those are your facts. And an educational portion on Cinco de Mayo. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. My name is Glenna. I am your lovely host. Rolling into spring ever so slowly here in Alaska. My goodness, it's slow. All right. Artificial intelligence. It's interesting to think about this pandemic and how much different it would have been, let's say, if this had happened in the early 80s. No internet. No cell phones. Working from home would have been a whole different chore. The options, the availability we have today. Zoom meetings. Whatever. Are you tired of your Zoom meetings? Do you have Zoom fatigue yet? Because that's a thing. Zoom fatigue. 
Five reasons video chats are more stressful than actual face-to-face interaction. You'd think it'd be easier because you can sit there and basically be naked from the waist down. But too much eye contact. We normally don't stare straight at each other nonstop, right? But this you kind of do. It requires more focus. Your brain has to work harder to process everything, like blurry facial expressions or tone of somebody's voice. There's not as many nonverbal cues in video chats, right? Only one person can talk at a time. There's no crosstalk. Having to wait to your turn makes it us uncomfortable. When somebody interrupts, it's confusing. Uh, we're worried about how we look, what's in the background, right? You got to make sure, uh-oh, better put the bong away or, you know, my... You know, oh, geez, did I leave Pornhub up on my TV behind me? Oh, good. You know, this kind of thing. You got to think about that when you're going to do these. It's all very important. And it's just one of many deals. I mean, intelligence, artificial intelligence now has made things different. Virtual classes and meetings and AI has made some huge leaps in the past few years. But it just regressed into middle school humor territory. Somebody has now trained AI. Now, this is going to be technology that can change the world. Artificial intelligence could make our lives easier, could expand our minds and our horizons of human possibilities and the galaxy around us. It's endless what we can do. But in the meantime, let's make sure they can draw sketches of men's junk. That's right. Somebody trained an AI program to... Take a simple shape you draw and turn it into a crude pencil sketch of a penis. The guy who did it started with a natural network created by Google called Sketch RNN that can recognize doodles. <laughs> then he fed it like thousands of sketches of men's junk. Here's the thing. What is this guy doing with thousands of sketches of men's junk? Did he just have them sitting around? Did he sketch them himself? Where did he get thousands of sketches of men's junk? I don't know if I want to know the answer to that. But that's how we taught it to draw. And the best part is he launched a website where anybody can try it out. That's right, you too. If you want to find it on the internet, you just have to look up. Here's the thing. Uh, Dick.rnn. Dick.rnn. Not cock. (laughs) Not unit, not Johnson. Dick. They just went right to the point. It works best if you start with the undercarriage. And then let AI take care of the uh, the rest, especially if it's like erect or something. <laughs> See, that's another thing. Are they all placid? Are they in various stages of arousal? What about just, you know, a frightened turtle just cold out of the water penis? Is that there? The sketches aren't great. Let's keep that in mind. All right. I don't know if it's like something your five-year-old would draw, but sometimes it completely misses the mark. But it might keep your inner 12-year-old entertained for a little while during quarantine go watch a computer draw your penis <laughs> remember you gotta you gotta help them out with the undercarriage i like with most prostitutes from what i've heard wraps up another great show i want to thank my guests of course this week the honorable mayor jim matherly from the city of fairbanks alaska the golden heart city and comedian mike e winfield you can catch his show on amazon with gary Busey. Uh, it's called pet judge sounds like it's going to be pretty twisted till then i'll be back in the cabin with you next week remember you can catch me 
on the air, on the stream, pretty much anywhere around the globe. Live from Crapper Creek. Have a great week. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glenn Entertainment production.